Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The pandemic has upended so much normalcy in our lives, including in how we commemorate those who have died. So many of the rituals we've followed for generations— gathering together in remembrance, condolences in the form of hugs and human touch. They're all complicated by the need to reduce the spread of the virus. There is one important ritual, though, that hasn't changed, the obituary. Throughout this pandemic, obituary writers at newspapers all over the country have worked tirelessly to document the lives of so many incredible people and also to provide an account for future generations of life and death during a pandemic. Today, we're going to hear from one longtime obituary writer, and she's going to tell us in her own words what she's learned from covering the lives of people we've lost over the last several months. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. Everybody's always looking for a compelling story, something that shows how we're all connected. And sometimes when you tell the story of one person, you're actually sort of giving the human face to a much bigger story. And I think a good obituary can make people come alive again. I'm Maureen O'Donnell, and I'm the obituary writer for the Chicago Sun-Times, and I've been doing this for 11 years. I became an obituary writer because I could see that obituaries were one of the longer stories in the paper. As the years have gone by, newspapers have shrunk, stories have gotten shorter and shorter, and yet I could see that obituaries still were given room to breathe, and so you got to tell a tale. You got to tell the arc of a life with some sweep, and sometimes some transcendence. You're often writing about eyewitnesses to history, whether it's somebody who liberated a concentration camp or somebody who invented Lemonhead's candy. These are all Chicagoans I've written about, and through those individual eyes, you make history come alive again in a way that you don't from a book. When the pandemic started, it was a blur. I think I worked for 19 days straight. The influx was coming in fast and furious. Lists from the coroner's office, calls from people about people that were important to them who'd passed away during the pandemic. The demands were so great that you couldn't write about everybody with COVID. It just wasn't physically possible. So we were all making choices and trying to find the most compelling stories and tell a variety of stories to show how this was affecting every segment of our society, every profession, every age bracket, every ethnicity, every political affiliation. 
I think perhaps the first COVID obituary I wrote was for Alvin Elton, who was one of Chicago's best-known dart players, really beloved guy, one of those Midwesterners who sort of refused to acknowledge the winter. Probably about 300 days of the year, he was wearing shorts and a Hawaiian shirt, his wife said. Mr. Elton, who had worked as a pipe fitter, was proud of his roots in two Sioux tribes, and he was thrilled when he found his tribal flag at the National Museum of the American Indian in Washington, D.C. Just like everybody else, we thought maybe it's a cold, his wife said, but by March 20th, he felt really bad. He sought treatment at Resurrection Medical Center, and he later died. There were days when after I'd hit the send button, I would have to go take a walk. And I lived near a little golf course with a little bridge over a tributary of the Chicago River. I would go to the bridge and look down at the water just to clear my head. Or sometimes I'd walk down to Lake Michigan and look at the waves. That's therapy for a lot of Chicago area people. You really couldn't sit there and think, moment to moment about what was going on, or you would become sort of paralyzed. In the past, when I wrote obituaries, you know, perhaps someone was failing because of cancer or kidney failure, and their family was able to be with them. What's been hard is listening to the families tell the stories of how they couldn't say goodbye to their loved ones, or they had to say goodbye to them through glass. All these rituals that have connected us, all the ways we try to comfort each other, they couldn't do that anymore. I think the obituary has connected us through the pandemic. Maybe you can't leave your home, but you can see the stories of people like you, people who you may have crossed paths with, people who maybe taught you in school, or maybe they gave you a shot at the doctor's office, You know, all of these people connected us through everyday living. I wrote about Amelia Pontarelli, an immigrant who operated a deli with her family in the Chicago area. As a girl growing up in Italy, she once had to be held back for her own safety after raining verbal abuse on a German soldier who seized her pet goat for dinner. In her 90s, She challenged her son-in-law to arm wrestle to show she still had the strength that it enabled her to climb the mountains in her hometown of Rochetta of Alterno. As I look around me at the obituaries I've written during the pandemic, I see uplift, I see shared values of compassion and empathy I look around and see these people who prevailed over great odds, maybe racial prejudice, poverty, a society that didn't view them as full human beings, and they prevailed. And they bettered the lives of everyone around them. And so I see people who are at their best when things are worst. Between alarms, you might have seen Lieutenant Leroy Huron gliding around his Chicago firehouse perfecting the steps to the tango, a dance that whirled him around the world. He used to say, 
I'm not at the firehouse, I'm at Tango. At 19, Miss Flossie Lee Bournes married Henderson Gibbs Young, a factory worker. They raised their six children in a one-bedroom apartment in Bronzeville. Their dining room held two sets of bunk beds, a single bed, and the refrigerator. Tom O'Shea taught his students to love Hemingway and Gwendolyn Brooks, and also how to deliver a good left hook. Mr. O'Shea, who fought 378 amateur bouts without a loss, became a Chicago teacher and coach to thousands of kids. These are, you know, this is all part of history. The sweep of their life was very deep and profound and touched a lot of people. And it's just a gift to be able to share these stories. So yes, I've always really felt that obituary writing was important. And I think they're more important than ever during the pandemic. Maureen O'Donnell is the obituary writer for the Chicago Sun-Times. You know, over 180,000 people have died in the United States from the coronavirus so far. And each and every one of those people had a story. It's important to take a moment to recognize those we've lost, as well as those helping us to remember them. If you have questions, please record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might include them on the next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.